0: I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the podcaster who never stops talking. I am Duckwing Duck, and you,
1: good citizens, are listening to the Saint Canard Files, a podcast all about me. (laughs) You lucky dogs. Uh, What are the royalties on something like this, anyway?
0: The St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast where we never throw the same thing twice. We're your hosts, Mike Russo and
1: Tiffany Silverbraun.
0: How's it going, Tiff? Pretty good. Good. Glad to hear it. What's new and exciting?
1: Uh, nothing much this time. <laughs> <laughs> boring.
0: Uh, boring.
1: <laughs> You're... I
0: don't think you live a boring life. <laughs>
1: No, not really.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, me, me neither. Uh, things have been good though. Um, well, as we're recording this, tomorrow is the first day of April. Woo.
1: April Ugh. Fools.
0: April Fools. Yes, I got fooled a day early by something that um, came out of Australia, which is a day ahead of us. That <laughs> they said that um, the Simpson episode "Dark Raving Dad," which is not on Disney Plus, was finally added, and I believed it. <laughs> and I was like, "Yay, finally!" And then I realized what day today is in certain parts of the world, and I was like, "Oh man, I mean, I have it on DVD, but you know, who watches DVDs anymore?"
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, uh, I mean, yeah, by the time this drops, right. it's a week after, you know, whatever. But
1: <laughs> yeah, we always play pranks on each other here.
0: <laughs> yeah, April first is kind of the day where I try to stay away from social media, because you never know what someone's going to post. Yeah. (laughs) But um, I've learned to ignore it. Um, But anyway, we got, like, a little bit of Darkwing news. Nothing too... um, Nothing too big, but those Beast Kingdom Negaducks are hitting. Like, um, Stan's got one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he...
0: He's happy with it. People who have gotten it are happy with it. I just don't like it. Me either. I didn't order it. I didn't order the Darkwing. You don't plan on picking either of them up, right?
1: No. I feel like if I got a bunch of money, I would. Just to like have a complete collection. But not at this point. <laughs>
0: I'm perfectly happy with the two Q figures. And yeah. if Diamond Select is doing a Darkwing and it turns out really good, I'm satisfied. I don't really need... These $80 figures I don't even like. I, I can't. Yeah. Be more power to those who are buying them and enjoying them. That's cool. Just not for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but I guess that's our Beast Kingdom discussion. If we're, ne- if we're never going to own it, there's not much we can say.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know. Um, but a little bit more significantly. Um, just a few days ago, as of this recording... Tad Stones was on a podcast called the What's in My Head podcast, where, of course, like he does, he talked a bit about Darkwing Duck. And he went on to to tell them that he is a creative consultant on the new Darkwing reboot, which, you know, that makes it pretty clear this is actually happening. Yeah. So for people who are like, this isn't happening, we haven't gotten any confirmation. Well, Tad Stones is saying he's a consultant on it.
1: Which is good.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is good.
1: It's relieving.
0: It's relieving that it's happening. It also means that it should be decent. But yeah. let's be clear here. Tad Stones isn't so attached to his own creation that he would have a problem if they changed things. So... <laughs>
1: I don't necessarily have a problem if they change things. A
0: lot of people are going to have a problem if they <laughs> change things, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's never, ever, ever going to be the original show. So. People,
0: people want it to be the original show. People want it to be a continuation of DuckTales 2017. People want old school animation. People want all the voice actors back. People want it on cable, not Disney+. Plus. I'm sorry. I don't think any of those things are going to happen. Maybe the voice actors.
1: I guess I would say the only thing that I can think of that would really disappoint me is if it was 3D CG animation.
0: <laughs> well, on a, on a TV or even Disney Plus budget, they couldn't pull that off. But I'm thinking something a lot more along the lines of DuckTales or something even more stylized.
1: That would be fine for me. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, there's, uh, they're stylized, and then there's stylized, and I don't want Darping looking like that Thundercats roar thing, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Or they're doing a, um, they're doing a new Looney Tunes direct to video movie with Tweety, where it's like they completely adopted like a, um, Adventure Time aesthetic to it, and it just looks really Whoa. bad. Um, And I just I hope they don't do that with Darkwing with the jelly bean mouths and like the noodle arms. Who knows? But I think they won't go that extreme with Tad and not even in charge. He's just going to be consultant. He might not even be like an employee on the show. He's retired. He could just be the guy they call once in a while to say, hey, Tad, would you do this or how does this look? It doesn't mean he's going to be there day to day. Because if he was, he'd be working on the show. And he's not. But it also shows me the people working on it respect him enough to keep him involved. You know? So.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
0: But he's always said he would change things about the show if he could. He's not so wedded to his own creations that he wouldn't change them. As much as me and you did not like that Rescue Ranger trailer, he's totally cool with it
1: hmm and a lot of people were all about it.
0: So he likes that. He has gone on record as saying if he had to do over, he would change the Darkwing theme song.
1: What? So <laughs> he's
0: not so... Pa- See, there's a big difference between, I think, Tad Stones, who created Darkwing and is passionate about it, but sees room for change. And I think someone like Tom Ruger who's very, very passionate about his version of Animaniacs and, like many people, cannot deal with the reboot and is very um, insulted by it. So they have very different points of view here. And yeah. I feel like they could take the Darkwing reboot and change a lot of things. And I think Tad, who's very level-headed and whatever, it's his creation... I can see him being cool with it. Whereas all the fans would be going, this is awful. This is not what I wanted. This is ugly. Why isn't it like the original show? I'm saying right now, guys who are listening to this, prepare yourselves. You don't. <laughs> we don't know what this is going to be. But it's not going to be the original show. And it's not going to be DuckTales 2017. It's going to be something else.
1: I mean, there are times when people... Magically, did bring things back perfectly, and I think that's giving people hope.
0: <laughs> but that <laughs> like, rarely, how often does it happen?
1: Yeah, it was like Rocco's modern life was pretty seamless. It felt,
0: and I think the um, the Hey Arnold movie they did too around the same time,
1: yeah, and Invader Zim,
0: Nickelodeon. Well, they didn't really handle all that stuff pretty good. That Rocco movie was finished for years before they finally dumped it on uh, Netflix. <laughs> and I think the real reason why is because one of the characters was trans and yeah. it couldn't deal with that and did not want it on TV. But that was a good movie.
1: Yeah, it was uh, really
0: good. The Paramount properties tend to get treated very well. Water stuff generally does not. Disney can be very hit or miss. We got super lucky with DuckTales. yeah. I don't think that kind of lightning in a bottle is going to happen again. But Tad is involved in some way. So good. But I'm still cautiously
1: optimistic. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's scary.
0: (laughs) We will see what happens. I do think there's going to be it'll be a different show. I think it will be different in some ways. I think we'll end up getting some new characters. I think we'll end up getting more representation. Those are not bad things, but I can see that pissing off a lot of people just because they can't deal with change, not Mm. because they're intolerant, but because they can't deal with change. Yeah. I could see that being an issue where Disney looks at a cast of straight white characters and says, let's mix it up.
1: Yeah. And
0: people are going to lose their minds because it's going to be different and it's not my Darkwing Duck. <laughs> just have to prepare ourselves, I
1: and mean, everyone needs to I mean, people our age should think back to watching um Alvin and the Chipmunks and how that was a reboot <laughs> too.
0: when you think about that, yeah, our Alvin and the chipmunks was even that was a reboot, yeah. but um, it really remains to be seen. My my one hope is that we get a few of the voice actors at least, Jim. Yeah. I really, to be honest, I don't know if Terry can do Launchpad anymore. He's gotten older. They're not going to get Dan for Mega Vault.
1: No.
0: I can I can <laughs> see I can see Jim and I can see Katie.
1: Disney has deep pockets though.
0: Yeah, but I don't even know if Dan could do Mega Vault anymore. I'd have to go back and listen to The Simpsons and hear how mega um, crusty sounding these days.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you never watch the new episodes.
0: <laughs> I don't watch the new episodes. Let's not even go there. Um, but okay, enough about that. I think we talked more about this subject than I think we needed to because there really isn't much to say. Um, let's jump into uh, Boom Issue 13 from uh, June 2011. Wow, that's over a decade ago. <laughs> um, so we have so this is the first part of what's going to be called the uh, campaign carnage story arc. It's not being called that right now. This issue is called um, "Done in, Done in One." It's a single story. I mean, it 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 leaves in it leaves off at a bit of a cliffhanger. But basically, it's a one and done kind of story that easily could have happened on the show, right?
1: Yep. A one shot.
0: <laughs> oh, ooh, I see what you did there. But <laughs> well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, let's talk about the covers first. Uh, we have our requisite um, James Silvani A cover. Uh, Tiff, can you tell us what that cover looks like?
1: Yeah, so a cover is, um, it's like a target and it has Darkwing on it and he's being pinned by a bunch of random objects.
0: And totally random. There are no, like, hidden references here.
1: Yeah. Random stuff. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Thoughts? (laughs) I'm just not feeling this one. How about you?
1: Yeah, I don't like this one. I don't really have a problem with the, the line art itself. It's just the coloring that's kind of... Weird.
0: I think it's overly airbrushed. Yeah. There's just way too much airbrushing, especially on the costume and the beak. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels like it was a rush job. It doesn't feel finished.
1: But it does directly reference the comic book.
0: Yeah, this is super close. Um, we have a Sabrina Alberghetti cover for, for cover B. This one though, man, do I love. Describe this one.
1: Me too. So this one is a photograph, a torn, ripped up um, photograph of Morgana and Darkwing, and Darkwing has hard eyes, and um, Morgana is looking at him lovingly.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's so true to the show. Yeah. She's such a great artist. Yeah, I wish I wish she was involved with something else. Darkwing. Once the boom run ends, we don't see any more of her work. Yep. But she gets how this show is supposed to look. Man, yep. that Darkwing is great.
1: That's the one that I have.
0: I love it. But um,
1: you yeah, know, so there
0: you go. Those are our covers, and um, so let's start talking about the story. I'm going to let you start. How do we start? Done in one.
1: Okay, so we see a psychic shack in the middle of the city.
0: Adam Kira's.
1: Yeah, and um, it says, and so it begins. And (laughs) you see... Right off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) You see some references in the background. You see Thomas O'Malley um, with a fishbone in his mouth, and there's a light post or telephone pole with a ha, "Have you seen me?" poster with um, Brer Rabbit on it.
0: Do you think this is a reference to the fact that even then, "Song of the South" was notorious for being
1: banned? <laughs> Definitely.
0: <laughs> but what's even funnier now? It won't be long before this guy has been erased completely when they <laughs> yeah. finally revamp Slash Mountain. Yep. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a double joke. <laughs>
1: And then underneath, you got a um, a poster that has the, what is it, Swamp Boat from, Madame Medusa's Swamp Boat from the Rescuers.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what's happening inside Madame Kira's House of Psychic Greetings?
1: So she's got a hold of Eek, Squeak, and Archie, and she's trying to use Morgana's familiars to find out where Morgana is and what's happened to her.
0: Yeah, I mean... Darkwing's depressed. He's 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 barely functioning. And we find out Launchpad's dragging him to every psychic he can possibly take him to to find out what happened to Morgana. Yeah. The one criticism of this issue, I don't like clinically depressed Darkwing Duck. <laughs> yeah. I like depressed Darkwing when he's funny.
1: Yeah, when he's complaining
0: headache. he's a self-centered boob and a gip and a spud mother and jack and ape. <laughs> but when he's sad and depressed and ba- and barely non-functioning, it's kind of depressing. Yeah. But luckily, this issue is packed with jokes. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. So you see her looking at the crystal ball, and um, she starts saying that she's seeing safe. And safe, soon home. And you realize that she's actually watching a baseball game on her crystal ball yep. instead of looking for Morgana.
0: Who do you hear as this uh, fortune teller? If this, if this was done when *Dark and was new, who would be the voice actress to voice this guy? This lady?
1: <laughs> Tress McNeil.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we talked about this before, and... Uh, what do you immediately picture when you think of Tress McNeil and fortune tellers?
1: <laughs> I think of the fortune telling machine robot from uh, the Car episode.
0: <laughs> Your friend is a Car. <laughs> 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 Great episode. <laughs> but um, so Launchpad gets mad that, you know, that she's playing them for fools and he leaves. And uh, he leaves with Darkwing. So she decides just to, you know, to watch the game on her crystal ball. And then we're introduced to our new villain character. Um, who is this guy, Tiffany?
1: Carmichael Q. Anthony. And he's a pitcher for the St. Kennard Coots. Yes. And um, he's throwing a pitch, and the catcher catches it, and it's a fish instead of a baseball.
0: Because <laughs> he is famous for never throwing the same pitch twice. Um, but he's slowly losing his mind. And instead of throwing different pitches, he's just throwing different objects. And he is unable to throw the same thing twice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so you see a fish, a blender, a banana, a toilet bowl cleaner, and then you see either Lucky or Patch from 101 Dalmatians.
0: (laughs) And then we find out that the men in white have dragged him away to the loony bin. And very dark. I don't think they would do like that kind of joke these days with like mental health stuff and like insane yeah. asylums, really. And like, mm-hmm. it's definitely a relic of a different time. And once again, we don't have Tom Lockjaw, but this guy's pretty close. Yep. And um, so what happens next?
1: So it's two weeks later, and you see that he's back in his um, decrepit mansion. <laughs>
0: With and, baseball motif all over the place on the <laughs> gate on the on the house yeah. everywhere, yeah.
1: And he's um throwing a baseball bouncing a baseball on his wall, thinking about what's been happening and how nobody wants him to play anymore. And he um, he gets a a, a a ring at the door mm-hmm. <laughs> opens it, and he sees a package. Okay, and he so opens it and it what's says, in the package. It says, start a note says, start playing a new game. And there's a trench coat inside.
0: Ah.
1: (laughs) He reaches into the mysterious trench coat and pulls out a telephone and And realizes that he can pull out anything from this trench coat, random stuff. Gee, I
0: wonder where this thing came from.
1: Yeah, so he puts the trench coat on and has a new lease on life.
0: (laughs) And we, amongst, of course, amongst some of the stuff he's pulling out of this trench coat is the Pixar ball and a goofy Pez dispenser.
1: (laughs) Yep. And
0: And if you notice in the art here, it shows a close-up of his hand holding the note, and there's some black ink on his thumb. Yep. That's going to be explained... A while from now, spoiler alert, in dangerous currency, which, <laughs> as we've explained, is kind of non canon, but it's leading up to something.
1: Yep. So then he starts throwing a bunch of objects and makes a dark wing face out of all the random objects on his wall, and that's his new target.
0: That must have taken a very long time for Savani to draw. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are some references here. Not a lot of them. Um, Sorcerer's Apprentice hat. I just saw some toy teeth. That could be a Quackerjack uh, reference. Yep. Genie's lamp. What else?
1: Uh, Winnie the Pooh honeypot. Um, Lady and the Tramp collar.
0: Dodger's water, de- water bowl. Yep. But mostly nondescript objects. Yeah. So we cut to the... Uh... We cut to the Audubon Bay Bridge where Darkwing is still super depressed. So Launchpad yep. decided to turn the TV on. You know, just to get his mind off of things. But what happens?
1: They're um, opening the St. Kennard Museum for superhero gadgets. <laughs> Mostly. Mostly
0: gas guns. <laughs> uh, it's the mayor, and this time it's the mayor from the episode Let's Get Respectable. So someone decided to go and Look up that guy and draw him. So I'm I'm cool with that.
1: Yep. But and what happens? All of a sudden, um, Carmichael jumps out and he's in full on supervillain outfit with the trench coat. And um
0: And he's named himself.
1: Yeah, reveals himself as one shot.
0: Aha. <laughs> That's from something, right? Yeah. Tell- Tell us later what that's all about. <laughs> all right. And when we decide to rate this guy, you can tell us what you know about that name. Okay. But, okay, so he um, throws a couple of things at the uh, the guard, uh, you know, his his aides. And then, in a very timely reference, he's holding up a Wiimote to threaten him with it. <laughs> I mean, we're, like, two generations removed from the Wii. But yeah. God, remember how big the Wii was?
1: Yeah.
0: Like... Everybody still, in their damn mother played that system.
1: Still have it.
0: <laughs> I still have it in storage, and we still have a Wii U hooked up. Um, but I paid a lot of money for a Wii when we couldn't find one. I got one on eBay for like twice what it was going for in storage just because <laughs> everybody had to have it. <laughs> I love that. I played that system to death. I love yeah, that system. Yeah, so I love. I mean, I have a Switch, but I don't play the Switch like I played the Wii. Yeah, it
1: was great.
0: Do you notice that when they show a close-up of One-Shot's eyes, what do you mm-hmm. see in those pupils?
1: Yeah, you see deranged happy faces. Uh, deranged
0: black happy faces. Yep. <laughs> some sort of evil, just some sort of crazy evil has taken over this monkey. Yeah, by the way, he's a monkey. We didn't mention <laughs> his species, which is not common on Darkwing Duck.
1: Yeah. I think
0: the only monkey I can think of was Andy Ape from Film Flam.
1: And the apes in apes of wrath.
0: But those were actual real gorillas. Those those weren't yeah. like anthropomorphic, like cartoon ape characters. Yeah. <laughs> so um so yeah, Darkwing is just all bum still. Like he's still interested, he's still talking about Morgana. He wants to see us um a seer and duckburg. But then Goslin's gotta talk some sense into him. And she says, you know, just before Morgana did whatever she did, what did she say to you?
1: And promise me you'll always be you. Mm-hmm. And he gets the the courage or strength to go after one shot.
0: And down they go in the rat catcher down the the cable of the bridge. Which definitively dangerous adds a let's get dangerous in there, which just pops it up a little bit. Nice. <laughs> so one shot's beaten up everybody at this meeting. We have a weird portrait behind him of a character we had to think about for a bit. Who do you think this human being is?
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Casey from Casey at the Bat.
0: More deep cuts. I like that cartoon though.
1: Yeah, it's really funny.
0: Marty Casey. <laughs> <laughs> um the,
1: the sequel cartoon to that was really bad.
0: <laughs> isn't that where he has like enough daughters to like have a baseball team?
1: Yep, and yeah, he's I've like, never seen it. It's so it's pretty sexist
0: (laughs) everything was sexist back then
1: it's like extreme though that's why you never see it he's like super he gets super depressed that he like had daughters in the first place and is like crying and having a crisis that he had daughters and i was just thinking like i'm glad i didn't see this when i was a kid being that
0: reminds me of all those um tech savory cartoons where like every single joke about like the tv and like the world of tomorrow every joke is against the (laughs) mother-in-law Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so Darkwing shows up uh, his entrance here is I am the terror that flaps in the night I am the umpire who needs new glasses which is which is good because this is baseball related but <laughs> in Definitively Dangerous he says I am the corporate sponsor that ruined your favorite stadium <laughs> you know because they always rename the stadium something stupid Yeah. <laughs> so okay so Darkwing and One Shot start fighting how does this fight go?
1: Um, he's throwing a bunch of stuff at Darkwing. And, um, oh, yeah, there's uh, three pictures in the background. You got um, Jose, Goofy, and Panchito. And Darkwing ends up getting hit in the face with an iron. <laughs> ka
0: <Ka-donk. laughs> Come on, you got to be quicker than that. ka <laughs> Right in the face with the iron. Yeah. And then he goes hey, if you're one-shot, then why is there two of you? I've <laughs> so <you're> seen double, four <laughs> crusties. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens next?
1: Um, he goes to use his gas gun against one shot, and he throws a giant cork in the gas gun, and he explodes. Kablooey!
0: <laughs> I do love the,
1: yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah
0: like very very dark wing because definitively dangerous changes that too that's not good but i think yeah oh it's far more dark wing yeah okay so Darkwing gets blown up one shot grabs the mayor and leaves so they go back to the tower again and what happens next
1: so Darkwings back to depressed mode.
0: <laughs> I don't like depressed mode Darkwing.
1: Yeah, and um they're trying to figure out uh,
0: they're back to talk. He's back to talking about Morgana.
1: Yeah. And um they're trying to pin still trying to pinpoint where exactly she is and um they're trying to decide what to do about uh He's he's
0: having trouble because he needs to stop one shot, but is preoccupied with Morgana. Exactly. He can't do two things at once.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and he's uh, like
0: he's trying to figure out like one shot, like he's trying to just figure out what his deal is.
1: Yeah, and then you see Goslin, and she has a thought, and you see her escape out of the hideout.
0: Hey, look behind Goslin in that drawing. That's the little tank they had on Steerminator.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So Goslin jumps out the window and leaves. And um, who does she get to join her? Honker. You know, I kinda like seeing them as just Goslin and Honker.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: After Gosmo Duck and then Quiverwing Quack as the arrow kid, I really do love just Goslin and Honker sneaking around. Like this 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 feels more real. This feels more Darkwing Duck to me. So they sneak into his mansion and <clears throat> i think we found the deepest disney cut of all <laughs> there yep. is a gremlin on the wall now not joe dante's gremlins not bob clampett's gremlins what gremlin is this
1: it's a gremlin from a abandoned disney cartoon um that was i guess the only thing that got released was a book right and i think
0: it was like i think it was like um Like, collaboration with Roald Dahl. Yeah. Yeah, it never got made. It was supposed to be a movie back in the 40s, like kind of a World War II kind of themed movie, right? Yep. Because they always said when the planes fall out of the sky, the gremlins did it.
1: Yep. (laughs) So,
0: yeah, that's why there's a gremlin there. I think it's one of the most obscure, obscure Disney deep cuts Yeah. So Carmichael's going back and forth talking to himself. We see very mysterious eyes inside this coat that are talking back to him. Yep. And then he spots Goslin and Honker. We have a picture on the wall of the walrus from Alice in Wonderland. And he captures them and holds them at corn point. Not gun point, <laughs> corn point. Whatever, it's Darkwing Duck I don't know. So back at the back at the uh, back at the bridge, Darkwing's got a bit more. Um, he's got his spirit back a bit. Yeah. And they discover on the TV, they got uh, one shot there showing that they have the mayor. He has the mayor. Mayor's tied to a chair, and he's like, "Can you redeem yourself, Darkwing? Can you save your precious mayor?" Then he turns the chair around, and there is Goslin. He goes, <laughs> "And your number one fan." <laughs> and then he turns the chair around again, and there's Honker, and he says, and your number two fan, the chubby one with the glasses.
1: <laughs> and Launchpad, he's not that chubby. <laughs> they say the camera adds 10 pounds.
0: Honker has never been depicted as being chubby.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know
0: as. <laughs> but in the original uh, writer's Bible for Darkwing, in the Honker write-up, it specifically says that Honker is chubby. believe it or not but that did that was not a thing i'm kind of glad for that all right so here's our final fight um including pictures of the white rabbit and clarible cow on the wall also um horse horse collar so how's this fight go tiffany
1: so um he's uh one shots wondering if darkwing's going to discover his hideout and as he's wondering that he gets bonked on the back of his head by a gas gun canister. (laughs) And uh, one shot throws a bunch of stuff back at Darkwing, which includes the magic mirror from Beauty and the Beast and Slinky Dog and Woody's hat. (laughs) And uh, Darkwing hides behind a desk. There's
0: one more thing he throws at him that bears uh, mentioning, which is not a Disney reference. He throws a canister of ooze labeled TGRI. That is like (laughs) old school Ninja Turtles. Like, I'm pretty sure that's uh, Secret of the Ooze movie, right? Yep. That is crazy. I love those stupid movies so much. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, then what happens?
1: And then you see, you also see the Ninja Turtle weapons hitting the table that Darkwing hides behind. Um, (laughs) He gets an idea. To um, have him throw a big object instead of all these little objects, and
0: right.
1: um, one shot goes into the coat, and he starts pulling out a giant like nuclear warhead. And
0: I, I think an, an ICBM, right?
1: <laughs> the what?
0: Isn't aren't like they called ICBMs?
1: Oh, I don't, know. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Maybe I screwed that one up, but I think that's what they're called. Either way, I think it's a, it's a nuclear device. Yeah, And he pulls the damn thing out of his coat. And again, this is so, so true to the show. He suddenly realizes the thing is too heavy and it crushes him. (laughs) Yeah. But here's the problem. Darkwing has to disarm this thing.
1: Yeah. And he starts pushing buttons and all it does is make it go faster.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So um, Goslin's like, think about the source of all his pitches. Send it back across the plate. Why didn't she just say Darkwing the coat? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why are you being cryptic? You got know, like it's, it's, a half, it's, 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 half a minute alert. to live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so he grabs the coat and this I think this is clever Darkwing Duck too puts the war, the nuclear device back into the coat and as he pushes it on the ground it explodes. And they're all inside the coat, and they're all. Cardinal's
0: the house, but they're safe.
1: Yeah, and in the background, you got Turk and uh, forget the other character. Tantor. But
0: it's like the two panels are like the exact same scene, so the <laughs> yeah. character mysteriously changes from Turk <laughs> to Tantor, like in the same "quote unquote" shot.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Um, so we're back to the uh, we're back to the hideout again. Where we're wrapping up the story about Anthony Q. Carmichael Q. Anthony and Darkwing's going through the coat looking in it, and the mayor is on TV deciding to retire. The job is too dangerous, he just can't do it. So Darkwing thinks for a second (laughs) power, influence, and the risk of things getting dangerous. And what does he say?
1: Darkwing Duck is running for mayor.
0: And Goslin says,
1: This won't end well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, we're definitely going to pick this up next issue. Even though it's a done-in-one, it is leading to something else. Uh, We will uh, discuss that and another new villain next week. But that wraps up issue 13. Uh, What we need to do, of course, is rate this issue and its villain. So let's start with the issue. Tiffany, how many guest gun canisters are you giving this one?
1: I'm going to give it four.
0: All right. Why?
1: I actually really like it. It's very true to the show. And um, yeah, it's got a lot of like comic book, I mean, cartoon action in it. And um, yeah, it just feels very much so like the show.
0: It makes me really wish. They had not done all these story arcs and just did more like this. Yeah. I think single-issue stories are where Brill should have been writing. I think his writing is stronger when he's doing this. When he's trying to cram a story into four issues, as we've already seen, and as we will see, he's not quite up for the task. But I'm actually going to also give this a four. I think it's... I think it feels just like the show. I like the villain. I like the cartoony gags. Like, Darkwing just getting hit in the face with stuff, running out of the way of all these projectiles is just so Darkwing Duck. Goslin and Honker are fun working together. Um, It works. It's fun. It's a really, really fun issue. And um, so, yeah, I'm giving this one a four as well. I don't think anything else in the story arc I'm going to rate nearly as high. Um, But this one... Definitely stands out. Yeah. As for a one-shot, before we rate him, do you want to give our listeners the explanation of all of that backstory, <laughs> Marvel DC thing you told me about earlier? Yeah.
1: So it, seeing that character, it was hilarious to me because they the logo that they use is very similar to another character, which is Deadshot. And not only... It's not just, you know, Darkwing Duck obviously pulls from a lot of um, comic book characters and has references to other comic book characters and their villains. Right. One is particularly hilarious because it's been an ongoing kind of joke between DC and Marvel where they, like, parody each other's characters back and forth, and it started with Deadshot by DC in 1950. Which then Marvel had a character Deathlock in 1974. (laughs) And then DC came back with Deathstroke in 1980. And Marvel came back with Deadpool in 91. And the latest one is DC with Red Tool in
0: 2014. Oh, that's just, it's just the craziest game of one upmanship, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, Regarding One-Shot, what would you rate him?
1: Um, I think I'd give him a three and a half. Okay. I think he's a good Darkwing Duck villain. I just don't... Partic- he's not particularly interesting to me. I guess... I don't know. He kind of falls in the same place to me as, like, Tuskerini, where it's like... <laughs> I love the concept of Tuscarnini. I just don't really like him (laughs) that
0: much. I actually feel like he's more along the lines of Ammonia Pine, where he literally has (laughs) one gimmick and that's it. Oh, yeah. At (laughs) least with movies, you can do things with Tuscarnini. Yeah. But I feel like Ammonia Pine is just cleaning puns and she should have just been a one episode villain. One, yeah. shot one shot would have one shot would have worked in a single episode, and they would have exhausted everything in that one episode.
1: Yeah, you're but right. It Tuscar-
0: go- but it would have been good. But
1: it would have been good. is a little bit better.
0: <laughs> a little bit better. <laughs> Just a little bit.
1: <laughs> I,
0: I'm gonna give him the same score. He's a fun design because it's nice they're branching out with the species. But a monkey still works for Darkwing Duck. It isn't too out there. Um, The outfit is fine. I just love the idea of never throwing the same thing twice. I feel like the coat has too much backstory hanging over it a little bit. I think it'd be funnier if it was just a magic coat. Yeah. But this is more... We're going to see more of this as we go. Like, there's more to this coat. And I kind of... Yeah. And there's more to his obsession with Dark. There's a reason why he's become obsessed. But I think it would have just been funnier if he was just nuts... And he had a magic coat. But yeah. <laughs> it's fine. For the story, it's fine. I think he's a fun villain. But what I do wanna ask you again, say this was a story in an episode made in 1990, 91, 92. Who can you hear in your head voicing this nut job?
1: <laughs> I have a very specific voice that I'm hearing, and I can't remember the voice actor's name.
0: I go in with crazy characters like this and Darkwing Duck. It's hard to get Dan and Michael Bell out of my head because they're like the requisite crazy Darkwing Duck characters. So I've spent time trying to hear somebody else because it wouldn't have been either of them. The one I hit on, really, really strange. The one I hit on was Stuart Pankin. Now, we've talked about him somewhat recently. He was Dr. Denton from... um, Extinct possibility. He was also Earl Sinclair from Dinosaurs. Jolly chunky characters who are very upbeat. But, and I apologize to Will if he ever listens to this, he <laughs> was a villain in a Bonkers episode where he was Pop's Clock, the master of Toon time. He popped his mainspring and he was, he was crazy. Like Stuart Pankin did this crazy, but like still kind of jovial voice that really worked. And once I heard that in my head, it worked for one shot. Can you hear that voice in your head? You can. (laughs) Definitely. It isn't a voice I could could copy. I can't imitate it because it's a very distinctive (laughs) voice. But it works. It totally works. I can hear it. Because I don't want it to be Michael Bell or Dan Castellanet or... And I think, and Stuart Pankin was a very common Darkwing Duck voice, not Darkwing, like a Disney voice actor. He popped up in everything, Bonkers, Aladdin, Darkwing, other shows. So I could have totally seen it. The only other voice, but it would have been a stretch, would have been Gilbert Gottfried.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: (laughs) It would have been hard to listen to after a while, but... um, Well, that's
1: why he's a (laughs) one-shot.
0: Exactly. It could have been Gilbert Gottfried. Um, I think Pankin works better, though. Um, So that wraps up uh, issue 13. But, like last week, we're going to do a quick little Mike and Tiffany's mini review. And this week I have no idea what old Darkwing Duck episode Tiffany's going to talk about tonight. So, what episode do you want to discuss?
1: So I don't know why this wasn't the first one that I picked, but comic book capers.
0: (laughs) Nice. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. Um, one of my favorites. I think it's in my top ten.
1: Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> but
0: go ahead. Tell everyone why you like this episode.
1: Yeah, I love this episode. I think it's it might be the best animated episode of all of them. Um,
0: I don't. I don't know. Um, Brush of the Oblivion stinking. comes very close.
1: Yeah, and that sinking feeling too. Mhm. But um, yeah. I mean, it just I don't know, it might be the the episode that got me to, like, be obsessed with the show <laughs> as much as I was. Well, Because um, I good. love comic books, it's super meta, and I feel like more than, whenever I tell people, whenever there's people that I know that haven't seen the show, that's the episode that I show them. Like Makes more sense. Darkly Dawn's Duck or any of the other early ones. I think that one's the best representation for someone who hasn't seen it. So you get a feel of what the show is. It's like the way that the story goes, you actually get a feel for all the main characters and like their personalities. It's just I'm, really good for a starter I'm,
0: episode. I'm going to piggyback, but I'm also going to like elaborate a bit for at least my, you know, my thoughts and my experience with it. Obviously, I was watching Darkwing Duck from day one, or at least day one from, from the fall. Now, I didn't watch the Disney Channel previews. I didn't have cable. But I had watched it from that sinking feeling. But that first week of shows, I, I, we talked about this last week, the episodes are generic enough. You know, we got our shrinking episode, our vampire episode, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They're, all, they're all good. But then we get a taste of Megavolt that Monday when Duck Blind shows up. But then this thing airs, where yes. it's the characters going into comic books and westerns and this and that and giant slugs and doing things no other Disney show had ever done up until that point. Yeah. This is where it starts on Darkwing Duck with comic book capers.
1: Yeah, and it's seriously, it's Megavolt at his best. <laughs>
0: Also because they threw Disney Australia at Megavolt for the only time. Yeah. And it gives him a completely different feel. Mm-hmm. Can you picture Quacker Jack done by Disney Australia? Like, <laughs> seriously. That
1: would have been awesome. I know. I wish or Disney ne- Australia did um, uh, Dry Hard.
0: <laughs> or an episode with Negaduck.
1: Yep. I don't know why, like, all, like,
0: secondary characters and, like, a f- couple of Steelbeaks, I don't know why all of that went to Australia. Like, they kept the supervillains away from Australia. That's weird. It's really weird. I mean, at least Morgana got to go to them. Yeah. Like, Megavolt went once. Negaduck, Bushroot, Quackerjack, they never went there. But the animation is so good. I mean, just that bit with Megavolt in the lighthouse. Yeah. Really them screaming and kicking the papers and the electricity in the helmet
1: his hat's like bouncing off of his head <laughs> but
0: that animation in that bit just the flow of it and how his body moves that is iconic disney australia i think that was from an animator named andrew collins who was like the australia animator who eventually went on to be like a supervisor for that studio that's how good his stuff is. Like if you see something like that in an early Australia show where it's like a, when the characters are just dis- dancing
1: and the yep. mouth is
0: moving around his face. Like if you see Pete and he's a mountain, that's Andrew Collins. And he got two megavolt sequences in this episode. Yeah. Also, he did the other one when he's like, they call me mad. They call me yep. insane. That's him, too. When he throws his hands out and they're like angled toward the screen.
1: They were right.
0: They were right. And that's Australia in its infancy. They're only going to get better. And that's part of why I love this one, too. It's so gritty. It works so well. I know.
1: I think the animation rivals, like, the best of the DuckTales episodes.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, while TMS was great, Darkwing Darkwing the TMS, that wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Darkwing Australia, though. Yeah, that works. Um. What else? Anything else about the episode, Tiffany? Because I want you to do a bit more talking. I don't want to hog the conversation. <laughs> <It
1: could>.
0: um, <laughs> Unless I already have.
1: No, but go I, ahead. What else? I just, I don't know. I don't. There's not much more to say. It's just great. It's one of my favorites. I love like all the, even the the framing, um, with him at the, the comic book office. It's just so like, I don't know, the perfect episode to explain like who Darkwing Duck is and what the show is. And
0: the Binky scene. This is like it's one of the, that this is a scene that like Will got very hung up on. He really loved it. Just Binky coming in and just the attitude on her hands as she's talking to Drake. Oh yeah. <laughs> but then she sits down at the at the at the typewriter and she has this stupid smile. She's looking at the page that fades and the drops.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the-
0: brown on her face it's like she saw a murder
1: yeah it's the drawing,
0: so good. sunwoo couldn't have done that disney japan couldn't have done that just a little smile going into a frown
1: yeah that
0: she's horrified
1: Yeah. it's just great her hands like binky's definitely never looked better
0: she's got these <laughs> spider hands as she's talking yeah like she's great um <laughs> And she never looked better. Yeah. It's just, it's all great stuff. Darkwing drinking the jalapeno juice and he's crying black tears. Oh, it's so good.
1: The whole city, like St. Kennard scenes, look really good. And I love the like weird coloring of comic book version Darkwing Duck.
0: (laughs) Well, isn't that to represent the fact that old comics only had a few colors to choose from and it was never really accurate? (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> like how the nephews
0: always had black outfits and so did uh-huh. Donald. Um, yeah. And I just love how is this one of the first Disney shows to actually say the name Disney? <laughs> like, yeah, it probably. was episodes like this that influenced Sabrina Albergetti. You could see it in her drawings. But um, and if you guys want a longer discussion on this. Almost three years ago at this point, two and a half years ago, <laughs> me mean, will I think it was our Halloween episode of 2019 before the world went to crap. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> we're doing OK, though. We're doing OK. We're trying. Um, but well, it was so innocent. <laughs> it was so innocent. Um, but, um, yeah, that was our Halloween episode, I think. So if you guys want to go back to October 2019, we discussed this one at length but wonderful episode i truly truly love it thank you for mentioning it yeah <laughs> so um okay so until next week we are the saint canard files a darkwing duck podcast you can find us on all podcast apps stitcher spotify google itunes facebook iheart radio pandora as well as pocket Cast radio public or just go watch us on youtube but if you choose to do that subscribe that would be great and, um, Tiffany, do you have any shout-outs, or at least, um, where can people find you?
1: Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram at TiffanySilverBron and at Regretting Gertie, and, um, YouTube at RadioAct Tiffany and at Carnytube.
0: <laughs> nice. Okay, so there you go. Um, so I guess that's it for tonight. So, uh, until next week, everybody um have a wonderful week um watch some dark wing read some comics or watch other stuff i don't care um <laughs> and um everyone stay dangerous bye thanks for listening have a good night